Welcome to the Spirit of Cinema podcast with me, Sasha Putnam. Episode 3, Love's Theme and Theme from Midnight Express or Istanbul. The film and the time around the making and release of Midnight Express hold mixed emotions for me. We were living in America as a family and my dad, David, was working for the newly minted Casablanca Films, with Midnight Express being their first production. Written by Oliver Stone, directed by Alan Parker and produced by David Putnam. Giorgio Moroder was under contract to Casablanca Records at the time and was hired to score the movie, for which he won an Oscar, the first electronic score to do so. Casablanca had had huge success with, amongst others, Donna Summer and Kiss. The biggest acts of disco and rock, respectively, at the time. The record company was run by a maverick, Neil Bogart, hence the name Casablanca. His office was an oasis of palm trees, pyramids and camels in the middle of Sunset Boulevard, close to Schwab's Diner and Tower Records. Here's director Alan Parker and executive producer Peter Guber talking about the music. I like, I have what I call my toolkit method, which is I like, I learn music all the way through, experimenting with different things. Um, in, in the market in, uh, in Istanbul, uh, I had got a whole lot of uh, Turkish tapes which uh, to which I I fed into the soundtrack you know to to give us a sense of, of alienation and that runs all the way through the film we had an artist in our company Giorgio Moroda who was very successful in the disco and syncopation orchestration world and had many many hit albums uh, with Donna Summer and other artists and he wanted to break into the uh, composing of films and we believed in him. Giorgio met with him and listened to the music and he said, cool, I think this could work. Giorgio won the Oscar, the, mute, the album was a gigantic hit, and uh, that's the Alan's testament and Giorgio's testament. In Munich, there was just Giorgio, myself and an engineer. And uh, he had composed the basic themes and of course it was all electronic and uh, was incredibly um, um, wonderful to work with because it was so easy to manipulate it. If you do a conventional score with someone wonderful, say like John Williams, you really don't know what you're going to get until you strike up the orchestra and the 80-piece orchestra is playing away there and it's very expensive and to change things is quite difficult. But when it's all been created by one man uh, with his whole... A set of uh, you know tricks. Uh, it was very easy to do, and we had a tiny little screen of the film, and Giorgio did the whole thing actually himself uh, with an engineer in, in Munich. It was exciting living in Los Angeles at the time, when music was all powerful, and our home country, the UK, was producing the biggest and hottest bands of the era: ELO, Supertramp, Elton John, Fleetwood Mac, The Stones, Genesis and so many more of the great 70s bands. We were at the epicentre and part of the inner circle of filmmaking out there. Our house was always full of people making these films. Directors, actors, and of course, composers, 
great times for a ten-year-old. Around the time of the release of the film, I was sent back to England to a boarding school, which was hard having been in the middle of a creative hotbed to being in the middle of nowhere. I had my mini cassette player with the Midnight Express soundtrack, which I played endlessly to keep my spirits up in this new isolated world. Love's theme became a particular favourite of mine during this time. I think Giorgio Moroder captured beautifully the fullness of feeling alone with this melody and its setting. I taught myself this theme on the piano. It was the first time I understood modulation by way of a pivot chord, meaning the B flat major, usually returning to the C major. becomes the pivot chord, the dominant, of E-flat. This minor third up key change is a particular favourite of many composers. It's a powerful modulation. I knew then, playing Love's Theme, that I had to have my own synthesizer. It took me another three years, but eventually, after being hired as the lead in Sredni Vashtar, a film that went out with The Omen, I'd earned just enough to buy a Moog Prodigy monophonic synth. I don't think Giorgio would mind me saying that Love's Theme has always deserved an orchestral version. My attachment to the piece made me the natural translator. The theme from Midnight Express, or Istanbul, was more of a challenge to bring to the orchestra. It's an epic piece, and we brought out the fireworks to bring it to fruition. Searing horns, the power of bass trombones, and gorgeous string writing, and just a nod to the rhythms of John Barry's Bond. Istanbul was always the exotic piece 
on the Midnight Express album, Giorgio conjuring up the instruments of the Bosphorus with the dials of his Moog, with a hint of his Donna Summer syndromes bringing us firmly back to the US dance floor. This melody brings an interesting melodic device, the appoggiatura, or non-chord tone, which resolves expectedly. The 9-8, or 2-1, as some call it, in the opening of Istanbul, is the same that can be heard in the riff of Bowie's Rebel Rebel. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, and Mozart, Debussy and Chopin, giving us that gorgeous yearning quality. The middle eight of Istanbul utilises a Giorgio Moroder musical device, the bluesy major-minor harmony. You can hear this again on the Fox's score, also for Casablanca, made with his young apprentice, Harold Fultemeyer, who went on to have great success scoring Beverly Hills Cop and the worldwide smash, Axel F. Here's Giorgio's version. And here's how we translated it. Going back to memories of the film itself, Alan chose a prison in Malta for its Victorian cinematic allure, along with Geoffrey Kirkland, the film's art director and Alan's longtime collaborator, who has always had the greatest eye for detail. Throughout the movie, the buzzword was Getchmiss Olsen, meaning may it pass quickly, as the conditions on the film were tough, coupled with a relentless schedule, which I imagine made the prison setting feel appropriate at times for the crew. Here's director Alan Parker again. The heartbeat, really, uh, which we use very, very emphatically and very effectively, um, really uh, is it takes the place of music, uh, because in the end, the soundtrack of a film, people always talk about soundtrack, thinking the soundtrack is actually a scored piece, and the soundtrack isn't. The soundtrack is actually the mixture of all the sounds that you put, layers of sounds that you put together, and sometimes that includes music, sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, uh, there can be 50 layers of sound in any particular scene. And uh, using the heartbeat, which has been copied min millions of times since in other movies, actually, at that moment in time was rather original and gives you the, the edge-of-the-seat tension that you require at that moment. A little-known fact is that when David showed the yoga scene, as seen in my Love's Theme video on YouTube, to Dan Melnick, the head of Columbia Pictures at the time, he was momentarily fired for pushing the acceptable boundaries of the day. Fortunately, Dan Melnick was a forward-thinking man 
and his then French girlfriend thought they were the most beautiful images she'd ever seen on film. Thus, after two days of sitting in Rome, waiting for his papers, David was reinstated and the film went on to be a huge critical and commercial success, along with the soundtrack, which was then, and remains, a favourite with my generation, both standing the test of time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please join me next time. Until then, stay safe and stay well. Thank you.